My name is Jono, and I'm one of the ministry team here at Willie Church. Before we get into uh, the last of our Mysteries of Christmas series, we're going to read a passage from Luke 2, 1 to 7. If you'd like to follow along, it should be up here on the screen. <coughs> it says... In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Funny Name was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed, in a, placed him in a manger, because there was no room for him for them in the inn. May the Lord Jesus Christ be honoured this morning by you, those who have chosen to come, despite the food preparations, despite the family, perhaps even by despite the present opening that may or may not have occurred already this morning, perhaps there's a debate in the family that it should have already happened. May God be honoured by you this morning, choosing to give your first fruits on this day, the best of your time to come before him this morning. So far this Christmas, we've been considering some of the mystery that comes behind some of the messages we have at Christmas time. We've looked at love and the role that obedience plays in love. We've also here looked at Christian hope and how it is founded on truth. We've also talked about joy, and the joy that we have in Christ needs to be fulfilled in bringing glory to God. But this morning, as we come to Christmas Day, we look at one more thing, and we're just going to look at it shortly this morning, but simply... Jesus' life is perhaps the biggest mystery of them all. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, wonderful Counselor, comes to us not with ceremony, not with pomp, not with grandeur, but rather in the way that we read. He comes via a virgin. Not yet married, named Mary, pregnant, travelling with her husband to the town of Bethlehem, to be born not in a house with family that's gathered together, that's been set aside a place for, but in a manger surrounded by the least of these, the animals, the shepherds who came to see let me tell you about one of the most dangerous things in this world. 
assumptions. Maybe not in the world, but maybe in the household family. Assumptions are dangerous things. For instance, perhaps you've had this assumption before. She won't mind if I finish that block of chocolate. <laughs> or he won't mind. It's dangerous. As soon as you make that assumption and you had it, and you think, oh, no, it'll be all right. As soon as they come home, they can smell it on you. And the look on the face and you go... Why? Why did I ever think that? Future me knows that was never a good idea to think. Perhaps, uh, perhaps there's another assumption that you make. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not giving gifts to each other this Christmas. <laughs> there's an assumption there that the other one will keep that promise that they won't lie to you in that. I'll be honest with you, this Christmas, uh, when it came to presents, my wife and I, we, we had already figured out what we'd give each other and, and it's all, all been organised. There's no mystery involved. But I noticed our stockings hang there and my stocking had something in it. And I'm telling you, it's not the gift we pre previously organised. And I thought, hang on, this is not fair. We agreed... We've got a gift each, and now she's gone extra, okay? And I thought, this is not fair. I'm now going to have to go get Sarah something, you know? Well, I've done the Christmas shopping before it's busy, whereas now I have to try and go out like a few days before Christmas at the high point or something and try to get something. But I feel my stocking. Uh, I feel Sarah's stocking. And I notice there's something in there as well. Now, I didn't put it there. I thought, oh, she's thought really far ahead here. She's gotten me something extra, and so that I don't feel bad, she's gotten herself something extra from me. Ah. No, it's just an overactive imagination. I, it wasn't actually the, the, the sake. Uh, assumption's dangerous, okay. In our household, in my wife's family's household, in my family household, there is no assumption when it comes to gifts. No assumption, there is no opening gifts before the time comes for us to all to open, okay? No sneaky gifts beforehand. No, that person can have a gift and everyone else. Everyone needs to be gathered together and shared. There is no mystery when it comes to that, okay? Whereas Jesus, Jesus was a mystery. He was a mystery to the Jews who believed that he was going to be their saviour, their Messiah. They expected their Messiah to come and to overthrow the yoke of the Roman Empire, to help restore Israel to its former glory. So that Israel could set up once again and to be to be the the envied nation of all. That the Messiah would come and others would be able to see God through the greatness of Israel. That's what they expected. That was the assumption that they had of what things would look like. But that's not how Jesus came. Jesus' kingdom was going to be far greater than what they even imagined. 
His kingdom wouldn't just be for Israel, but it would be opened up to people of all nations who choose to believe. Just as his birth isn't what perhaps even we would have expected at the time, it isn't what they expected. So too his life, beyond expectation, the things he said constantly, time and time again, he had to keep correcting people's thinkings. People kept making assumptions. Oh, Jesus, you'd want us to. No, no, that's not the way it is. The Pharisees would come and, and say something to him. No, no, you're not even approaching it in the right way. Despite the fact we live so far along, Still, he is a mystery today to many. They don't see him fully for who he is. I think even sometimes you and I can cloud Jesus in mystery because we sometimes don't understand him for who he is fully. Our expectations even now sometimes get in the way. For those who don't know, I, I have a twin brother that makes for um, presence time really interesting because naturally there is a sense of rivalry. Uh, when we were younger, generally we'd often just get given the same thing, just a different colour. But as we got older, um, uh, we didn't set the expectation, but I think people just understood that we'd, we'd, we'd like to be appreciated for ourselves sometimes. And um, one particular birthday for our 19th birthday, we were out for dinner with family. Just a simple thing. And we're, we're sitting there and, and my sister, oh, I meant I did write one of my siblings, but I've, I've blown it already, my sister. Uh, she hands my brother a gift. And, and uh, we, we were musical kids, okay, we grew up learning piano. And he opens it up and here's this book of piano sheet music of, um, you know, just current day artists. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know, let's modern day version of like there's an Ed Sheeran song and there's, I don't really know the rest of the modern day artists. But, you know, he looks at it and you can see just like the excitement and the joy of like, oh, like I can't wait to get home. Even if it's going to be late, let's just get on the piano with the soft pad so I don't annoy the neighbours and play this thing. You can imagine me sitting there thinking, oh, I mean, that's his excitement. But like, he got that. What am I going to get? Like, oh, this is going to be exciting. And you could just imagine the look on my face. When I opened up the book about men's depression. <laughs> I've never had men's depression. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've never looked into studying men's depression. Um, my sister did think, uh, because I was at 19, was going into ministry and, and study, she thought it would be a really practical thing for me. Expectations can be ruined sometimes. <laughs> Wrong expectations. And those expectations, I'll say, they're on us, our expectations. Our wrong expectations can lead to disappointment. Wrong expectations can have us looking for something 
that's never going to happen. Wrong expectations will have us have Jesus be someone who he isn't. And I think it should be no surprise. God tells us of this. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 to 29. It says, God chose the foolish things of the world. Humility to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world. Disease, infirmity, death to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world. We see the shepherds, the stable, servanthood as he led, and the despised things, crucifixion, and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. Jesus says the meek shall inherit the earth. Only those who are broken can find completeness in him. They're paradoxes. It's a mystery. In seeking life, we must first be willing to give up our own. So this Christmas, I want to encourage you, let's take away the mystery. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Throughout the year, there will have been all sorts of opinions, social commentaries, personal tragedies, doubts, agendas, political issues, debates, misconceptions, assumptions, guesses, and so often in the church, traditions that get in the way of us seeing Jesus for who he really is. Things that we pick up throughout our year and one by one it's like hanging a piece of cloth, one by one in front of the cross, in front of Jesus. And so perhaps at some point we see the outline of who God is, but we've lost the detail. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas, take away the layers, take away the mystery and fix your eyes upon Jesus. Fix your eyes on the baby Jesus, born of the manger. The saviour of the world has come for us. Fix your eyes on Jesus as even the shepherds were invited to worship at his feet, so too can everyone worship at his feet. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, we can come to Jesus too. Fix your eyes on Jesus. As he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. Let's start again with Jesus as we celebrate Christmas and as we also look to begin a new year, this coming year. Take away all the extra stuff. 
Start again just with Jesus. And I encourage you, from there, build once again. And so that's what we're going to do before we come to a time to conclude this morning. If Jesus' life and ministry could be summed up into one event, it would be here, death on the cross, and as he rose again in new life for us. And so we too are going to dwell and reflect as we fix our eyes on Jesus in that act. His body was broken. Our symbol this morning is the gluten-free cracker. His blood was shed as payment for our sins. Now symbol this morning is the non-alcoholic juice. Jesus, as we do turn our hearts, our minds to you, come in flesh as the babe. Lord, we do also recognise what you came to do. Lord, to rid this world of sin, to cleanse us so that we may find new life and reconciliation with our Saviour and our Creator. It's in your name we pray. Amen.